Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, Jasper and I, Jasper, how's it going? Everything's going well, man. Awesome. So Jasper and I, we're again broadcasting from different locations. I'm home sweet home in Los Angeles. Jasper is living it up in random places throughout Brazil, which is awesome. Very currently, yeah, currently in Rio de Janeiro, about five minutes from the beach. Living the Airbnb dream. He was back in San Francisco recently for, of course, the Airbnb Open. Our guest today is actually someone that we met at the Airbnb Open. She is a certified super host, originally from Italy. She now is in Sydney, Australia, and her name is Nada de Guida. Nada, welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you, Sefa, and hi, Jasper. Thanks hey. for having me. It's hey. nice to talk to you again. It's nice to have you on the show, Nada. Thank you very much, guys. All righty. So as we get started, so again... Nada, super host. She knows a lot about hosting on Airbnb, how to, how to be your absolute best. Uh, she's got a great story about how she started, how she began, and all that. And, of course, we're going to, in, in addition to talking about her, we're going to talk a little bit, reminisce a little bit about the Airbnb Open, which was so much fun. So why don't we get started with who Nada is? So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so yes, I I was born in Naples, Italy, and well, I've been studying as a mechanical engineer, and as soon as I got my degree, I moved to Florence to, to work, of course, in an office, and, but I'm not the kind of office person, so I started questioning myself, like, you know, what do you want to do in your life? You want to stay all your life in an office. You want to work for someone you don't even know, actually and just doing this all your life and being at 60 years old and saying, so what I've done in my life. So I've decided to start really traveling. And uh, I started with six months abroad just. So asking my boss to go traveling for six months, quit my job for six months and be back again. And he said, okay, do it. Now we don't have that much work, so just do it. I started traveling and I came to Australia accidentally and when in Sydney I just fell in love with the place and I said you know what I'm gonna start moving here now and then from here then we'll see what happens so I called my boss and said like look I'm sorry but I'm gonna quit my job <laughs> and actually he was you know what? I knew you would have. As soon as you said you were traveling, you are not the kind of person that you can say just on sitting on the desk, like looking at the laptop all day. And said, I, yes, I think you got me right. <laughs> so I went back to Italy, packed everything, 
quit my job, said hello to family and friends, and came here to Sydney again just a few months ago now. So it's really, really new. So trying to figure out, I don't know, working a little bit, enjoying my life, and maybe the next step, I don't know yet, but this is what I'm doing now. So briefly, this is who I am, a traveler, a loving traveler, loving sharing experience with people, friends. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. It. That's awesome. I mean, um, I can really relate to your story, and I think so can Uzefa, as we've both also been in a situation where we have corporate jobs and weren't very happy with the situation. So we also yeah. uh, took the took the step and, and quit our jobs, and um, it's uh, it must be very exciting for you right now if it's only been a couple months. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it is. Do you have any idea it's what true. you're what you're going to be doing in the next few years or? Yeah, actually still trying to work on it. Like, my aim is actually to be happy. So, <laughs> as long as I'm happy, yeah, I know. That's, it's, that's a good goal. You say, that's, like, this is what I'm doing. So. I go for the exact opposite, pure misery. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course you have to. So, you'll probably be happier than me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny that you say that, that the goal is to be happy because I think a lot of people forget. You know, they have all sorts of other goals, like career-wise and what they want to achieve and all these all these things, and they forget that in the end, life is yeah. about being happy. So, yeah, and I hear lots of people are just complaining about their life. And if you are complaining, just try to do something. Exactly. My Our mutual friend, Andreas Pena, gave me the very same advice a few years ago. Well, dude, stop complaining and do something about it. That's right on. Well, Nada, yeah. how do you... How do you travel? What's your source of revenue? So, yeah, that's funny. Because <laughs> apart, like, I've been saving a little bit when I was working in Florence because I had, like, three jobs. So one, it was the office, one renting with Airbnb, and one being um, horseback riding instructor. So I had three jobs at that point. I was pretty busy, I should say. But um, So I saved a little bit. So, of course, I'm using a little bit of savings. And then wherever I go, I find whatever to do like now i'm working as a nanny for example just working with a family nice family working part-time so just to have the money to pay the rent and enjoy going out with friends and having dinners now and then so it's not something i have um to do every day apart from airbnb i still work with airbnb so my co-host Lorenzo is in Florence and we still work together and meanwhile I help other uh, now two friends so I have a little amount from them helping them with email you know listing Airbnb and everything so yeah that's kind of that is the point uh, Airbnb helped me a lot interesting so so you're running one listing and uh, together with your friend Lorenzo yeah how did you guys how did you guys end up doing this this way like how did how did you guys get started well actually because we were living together we were partners at the time and we had a spare room in our house so we had a flatmate for a few months but we decided we didn't want to deal with a full-time flatmate because we were we wanted to have the listing or the room free for family and friends to come over, enjoy I don't know a weekend with us, or just having our place 
for us a couple of days. So a friend told us about Airbnb. She was traveling with Airbnb. So we started looking at it and we said like, well, let's give it a try. And, you know, if we don't like it, we can just quit and go back having a full-time flatmate. And actually Airbnb helped us like paying the rent and some expenses and and all that was good coming from it, meeting friends, meeting travelers, people like that's how we started actually. So we just have a room, a spare room in Florence. Great. And did you did you have any any concerns when you started doing this? Oh yeah, of course we had. We've been talking about that for months before getting a try because we were not sure. You know, we were living there, so all our stuff, all our belongings were there. So we thought, you know, maybe they can be stolen or broke or only about dealing with crazy people coming in your place, a place where you are back every night and you sleep. And sometimes I was alone. So I said, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit scared about that. Mm -hmm. But we just said, like, look, let's try it. And then we see how it goes. And if we don't like it, we just quit it straight mm -hmm. away. Yeah, and it's interesting because... If you compare having a flatmate versus having people from Airbnb staying at your house, a lot of people will think that having somebody from Airbnb is much riskier. But we've actually talked to a lot of people who switched from uh, a full-time flatmate to Airbnb because they were having trouble with the flatmate. Because yeah. if you get an Airbnb person who, that, that you don't like, at least that person is going to be gone after a few days. Now, if you sign like a one-year contract with with a, a flatmate then yeah. you know you don't like the person you, you're stuck with them uh, for a year you know so and, absolutely and you know there's other things that people have told us as well this is this is something that all pretty much invariably airbnb hosts especially long-term ones have said to us not only do you have that flexibility but there's a difference there's a different demeanor essentially when people come for short-stay rentals, let's say somewhere between two and ten days or whatever, some, something along those lines, they're, first of all, coming to visit your city. So they usually don't spend a lot of time at home. They're usually out doing things. So there's a lot less traffic and usage of your apartment, number one. Number two, they do treat it much more as a guest as opposed to a long-term tenant will, will come in and actually it'll become his home and more likely to essentially maybe not intentionally mistreat it, but do things that might cause damage because they say, well, this is my place. Whereas when you're a short stay rental guest, you kind of treat everything with, with gloves and treat it with a little bit more care. So bottom line is, I mean, and we, I mean, Jasper, you can attest to this too you, with your place, but even from everybody we've talked to, everyone essentially says, uh, you know, those exact same sentiments. I think those are great points. And then I was just thinking about my own place. I noticed that my kitchen hasn't, uh, in the last few years, it, it just hasn't been used much, you know, and I can tell because, you know, everything still looks pretty much like it, like it was two years ago. And then I realized, well, my Airbnb guests are probably not cooking a lot. You know, my, my neighborhood has tons of like great restaurants. So, and um, eating out is one of the things that makes traveling such a great uh, ex experience. So, so yeah, definitely. I think uh, for people who are currently living with a flatmate and they're not so happy about the person, I think Airbnb is a great option. Yes, absolutely. That was our thought and that what we would never go back. Uh -huh. yeah. and did you have any negative experiences at all? Well, actually, no, we were quite lucky. 
we didn't have negative experiences at all, only positive. Maybe just I had once a person I couldn't stand her anymore. <laughs> like she was too much. Like I was on the couch at 11 p.m. and she came out with her notes. Like, so I have questions like how many people are living in Rome? How many people are living in Florence? And I said like, Look, it's 11 p.m. I'm looking at a movie. I'm tired. And you can just Google those questions. But you have to be polite and you cannot answer like this. So I said, like, well, I don't know. Okay, let's try. Let's sit down and try to answer in 20 minutes of this. And then the morning after, same questions or kind of very similar. And I was like, man, just leave me alone. I have to go to work. I have to do so many things. It was too much. And she didn't want to go away. I want to stay here more. Like, sorry, I'm like busy till 2000 always ever. So (laughs) (laughs) no way. 30 years. Yeah, that's it. But that's the only thing apart for that. It was always really good. Awesome. That's great. So now, you know, it's, it's funny that you said that you consider yourself lucky that you didn't have very many negative experiences, but I actually see the other way around, like, because we, the negative experience is so rare. I would say it's it's more the standard to have only positive experiences, and it's more that you're unlucky if you run into that one guest who who does uh, cause trouble. No, no, like I've heard like people complaining about oh, so this guest like broke all I don't know everything, or then he had the sink running all night, and my apartment was like. Uh, full of water the morning so i've heard a few things and i was like wow i never had anything like that Mm -hmm. yeah it's all i mean it's always the sort of the extreme cases that uh that travel uh quickly you know everybody knows Mm -hmm. about those few cases where for example new york there was a i think there's somebody through uh a huge like sex party and then there was this person somewhere else in the u.s who uh, i think they called him the squatter who wouldn't leave the apartment after after a month or so, but those are the things that you hear about, right? Well, uh, yeah, probably that's it. Yeah, you're right. So now, Nada, you have the distinction of being a super host, right? And I believe you got a special distinction when you came to to the Airbnb Open. You got to chat about that a little bit. Is that right? Yes, yes, I did. Wow, it was really a great experience. Okay, so we, what I want to ask you now is for all those hosts out there, or even potential hosts. What words of advice do you have as far as becoming a super host for people who are reaching for that same level of distinction? Okay, so I think the best thing is to share quality time with your guests. That doesn't mean that you need to share hours with them. It could be only five minutes, but when you are with your guests, you have to like really be there, treat them as friends or family. And... Another thing I've always done, it's customize their experience. So I usually sit down with them, or if I'm not there, maybe I talk like on the phone and ask what they want to achieve from this travel. Because there are people that they care about food and they want to have like good food. There are people that don't care about food and they want to go to museums. Uh, Everyone has a different way of traveling. And so giving them what they expect from being in your city, I think that's a great thing. And on top of it, always being honest, because of course you can have problems when your guests are around, but if you deal with them 
easily and being honest, like, look, this has been the problem. So what do you think if we, I don't know, handle it in this way? Or do you have any suggestion we can deal with that that you prefer? And another thing for me, especially when you have to share your apartment, because of course that's what I've been doing for years, it's uh, never change your habits. So just acting normally as your everyday schedule, as if you had family or friends around. Now, um, yeah. Well, I was just gonna one quick point of clarification. So I know you said right, you treat them like family or friends. Now it sounds like my guess is you're you're very outgoing, you're a very friendly person. Now for somebody, let's say who where that stuff doesn't come so natural, what what specific advice would you say as far like you know what is it what does that mean to be friendly? Do you do you make them breakfast or meals? Do you invite them out for a drink? You know something like that, or what what do you kind of how, how do you approach that? Okay, so as soon as you talk with someone, I think at least from my experience, I could definitely tell if they're willing to have you around or if they just want to go in the privacy of their room, you know? So if it's what they want, you just show the map what where they can eat, where they can vo- go for a museum or whatever they ask, and then they you set them free, you know? So you show them the house and say, this is your space. Just use your house as it was yours. And they feel free. So they feel like, oh, okay, so she was friendly. She showed me around, but then she let us in our privacy. So never bother them, of course, saying hello, good morning. Maybe another thing, leaving a note in the morning, like, I cannot cook breakfast for them because I was out every morning at 7.38. So, of course, I had to go to work. But leaving a note, not an email, but just a note in the house, like, I hope your day is good. Hope you had a good sleep. Like, see you later. Easy. And then leave it in their privacy. If you feel that they are willing to share time with you, then yes, of course. Like, look, I'm probably going out for a drink with my friends tonight. Do you want to join? Or tomorrow I'm having a dinner here. Feel free to join if you want. You can just tell. I think that's another thing about being friendly. Because with a friend, you know if he wants to be left alone or talk to you, right? So that's what I mean when treat them as friend or family. Like make sure you have perfectly clear what they want. And it's easy. When you sit down with someone... People start talking or start asking, so you say, like, oh, okay, so he's willing to talk, he or she. Otherwise, other people just are closed in their chair, you know, don't ask, just look at the room as, okay, I want to go there. So five minutes, set them free. So that's normally my strategy when I when I go to bars and I talk to women. I just I just don't stop. Maybe I'm not reading the language right, but I'll just keep talking and talking. And a lot of times they'll they'll uh, be like, "Yeah, get away from me." So maybe that's uh, that's not working. I'll have to take points yeah. on that. Important life lesson here. Yeah, this is a fascinating <laughs> life lesson with a lot of applications. All right, so this is making a lot of sense. Thank you. You should make some notes. Yeah, probably. Start <laughs> writing down. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think this is, a, this is a really good point. Um, I think the ability to read people and to know whether a person wants to communicate and wants to get attention or if people want to be left alone, I think the ability to do that is uh, is very important, when you're, especially when you're renting out uh, 
a room and you're sharing a common uh, a common space with with your guest. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah. So it seems like you got that uh, that skill down, and uh, mm -hmm. that's definitely helping you, I guess. So let's let's talk a little bit about the Airbnb Open. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on the whole event? I mean, Uzefa had a really good time and. You know, we thought it was really well organized and, and it was really cool to get the chance to meet some of the founders and, and some other people that work for Airbnb. What were your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I thought it was an amazing experience, actually. The organization was perfect. I had, like, nothing. I've seen nothing that was wrong in those three days. Mm -hmm. And from my point of view, I think it was also overwhelming because as you've seen, like, on Friday, we had to help, like, peer-to-peer -peer classes in the morning so after just flying in from sydney so jet lag and everything mm -hmm. and we were on a super host panel and after that that was crazy it was so overwhelming like people coming and talking to me like just like oh thank you it was nice that you were sharing this and what do you think about this other issue about like being a super host or just being a host but so it was really really good experience for me it was good like meeting people from all around the world both if like hosts or people from the headquarter or people just working for Airbnb and it just like and it was nice like because of course I have lots of experience but it's nice to talk to people that have different experiences from you and it just like widened my perspective and my points of view I think it was a great experience at the end. Now, for the next conference for next year, it's going to be in Paris. What would you like to say? It sounds like you had a great time. What would you like to see next year that maybe wasn't there, you know, that wasn't there this time around? Or is there anything? Mm, I don't think. I don't think I have things I haven't seen I would like to, actually. I would like just try to point probably because it's my point of view but i would just point more on um the soul of airbnb like what i think is the soul of airbnb is like we are all travelers we like to share apartment don't be to the host don't be an agent like i've talked to so many hosts and they have no idea how i'm not saying they're bad hosts it's just like they treat their apartment and their guests as agents so they go in give the keys, show this is the place, and then go out. And I think that's not the Airbnb soul. Like, send them, I don't know, an email, or leave them a map with suggestion on the neighborhood. Because sometimes you arrive in a city, you have no idea where you, ha where you are, no idea what to do, like no idea sometimes how to deal with people around. Because, of course, we come from different cultures. So make sure the guest is in your apartment, has clearly uh, written or explained from you how to do those things. So I would more stretch this point. But for the rest, I think the Airbnb Open was great. And now that you're so now that you're kind of traveling abroad and you're still renting your your place out on Airbnb while on the road, how do you manage that? Okay, so now I still have my co-host there, so he is managing this, but it happened that we were both abroad and we couldn't do that. So I think that you could either look for someone that you trust 
And if you have someone, the first thing, like I've been talking, like we were out for a month together. And before going out, I've been talking with this friend. Like, so I know he knew his way around in Florence, but I was sitting with him for hours. Like, look, so this is how we manage the chicken. This is what we give to our guests. And we would like you to help us out in this. And he was really willing in doing that. But of course, he had days he could not do that. So how you manage this? Uh, so deal with shops you have around. Like maybe like, look, I'm probably going to leave the keys to you. And so that the guests can just walk in. But to give them the experience, like the full experience, first of all, you write to them. Like for me, I have to write them an email previous to that, being honest. So we will not be around because of this, this, this. This other person will be meeting you or you won't be greeted at that point, but he will be around probably the day after. So to make sure everything is clear. So how to get in the place, explain everything in details if you want send them a map of the place so this is the place this is our room this is your room this is the kitchen you have everything here you need do whatever you want this is the tv or whatever you need and if you have time like what we've been doing we left the cell phone with an italian number so that we said like look as soon as you arrive there we're gonna call you so you don't have to deal with, you know, Wi-Fi. If, if a Wi-Fi has a problem or whatever and they cannot connect and you cannot Skype them, they have an Italian number we could call, mm -hmm. make sure. So they don't have to pay because when you call them and they're overseas, they will pay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're really, really expensive sometimes. So call them and say, check on them. And so make sure that they feel still at home. You know, because you are in an apartment where other people are living, but they're not around. So they, you can feel a bit like, oh, so I'm not sure I can touch this. I'm not sure I can do this other. So you don't really feel at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think that's the that's the most important point. Is you want to make f people feel comfortable. You want to make people feel at home. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So are you are you planning to? Uh, get another Airbnb listing in in Sydney. Yes, actually, yes, I am because first of all, I kind of miss the feeling of yeah, you know, like having guests coming in, also another part of meeting new people. So I kind of miss it. So I'm planning of getting a new listing. Yes, or helping people with this. And I've been talking to a few people, and now that they've seen that there was an Airbnb open. It seems like people are coming to me and that's, it makes me laugh actually. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. So, so how are you going to, how are you going to set up your new, new Airbnb listing? Cause this is, I think this is something that a lot of people are, are thinking about. They're looking at their own situation and they think, okay, how, how do I get started? If I, if I don't have a, a spare room, for example, um, like how do you, how do you do this? Okay, so the thing is, like, if you don't have a spare room, you could either, it depends, because I have friends that have this problem, and I have few of them, they just sleep on the couch, and you think like, oh, well, maybe guests don't want, don't want this. I think as long as you explain everything, of course, you're not going to sleep all 
all days on the couch. But as long as you explain this to your guests, like, look, I'm renting out my room. So when you'll be here, I'm probably going to sleep on the couch if I don't find another place where to go. And sometimes just renting your place for a week or 10 days, you have all your rent paid for the month. Mm -hmm. And then you can still enjoy for 20 days all your place alone. Mm -hmm. Or I have a friend that she has an apartment in Florence and we help her out with that. And she goes, usually she goes out or when she's traveling or when maybe she goes to her boyfriend or to her family place. She just goes out. And then the rest of the time she enjoys the apartment and she feels like comfortable that the rent is paid, everything is done. Well, not the rent, but the mortgage in this case, but yeah. So yeah, this is how think, to do it. I think that's a that's a really smart idea to do it this way. I actually know a girl in Amsterdam who does the same thing. And you only really need uh, typically about maybe ten to fifteen nights a month just to cover your your mortgage or your rent. You know, depending on uh, on on where you live, of yeah. course. But uh, but yeah, that's a I think that's a really smart idea. And any pretty much yeah. anyone can do that, right? You could even, yeah, I think if, you, everyone, if you don't have yeah. a little couch, you could just buy like a $50 uh, air mattress, put it in the living room and uh, and sleep on that. You know, it's a, uh, if you Absolutely. Uh, you're creative, yeah. there's a lot of different ways that you can use Airbnb and it's great to have the flexibility. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's like, as long as you explain everything to the guests and they know what to expect, they won't have any issue with that. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. So I think we're getting to the end of the interview. Uh, Josefa, do you have anything you want to bring up? Thank you so much for being a guest. And I mean, I think it was terrific. I love the fact that, again, Airbnb Open brought so many of us together so we could meet people like you and, and spread the word and give more people information. So again, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Great. It any, was really awesome to see Any final words for our listeners, Nada? Any final words? No, what I say, just like be yourself and try to make the best out of yourself and of your listing if you have an Airbnb listing. Just don't try to be like perfect. Just be yourself and try to be happy at the end of the day. Your guests won't going to get that. Great final words. Just be authentic, be yourself. That's what, And that's why people choose Airbnb because they, they want that authenticity. They want to stay with a real person and not just in a in a hotel room where everyone's just being friendly because they have to because they're getting paid for it yes. so i think that's uh, those are great words to finish this episode so thanks nada for being on the show and thanks everybody for listening every monday and thursday okay. of course we have new episodes and if people want to know more about airbnb hosting you can go to getpaidforyourpet.com where you can download the first three chapters of our book. And there's lots of cool information in there. And uh, also we have tons of blog posts. We have tons of other useful information and resources on the blog. So go and check it out. And we will see you next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.